Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Emily Woodbury in for Sarah Fenske. Often referred to as the most dangerous eight seconds in sports, bull riding is not for the faint of heart. In fact, the medical director for the international organization Professional Bull Riders estimates that about one in 15 rides results in injury. Yet the sport is gaining popularity. Since Professional Bull Riders, known as PBR, was founded in 1992, the sport has grown into a global phenomenon. Over the course of a week-long competition, bull riders can earn up to six figures in prize money. This weekend, the sport is coming to St. Louis. PBR is hosting the competition at Enterprise Center on February 22nd and 23rd, this Saturday and Sunday. Riders and the Bulls come to St. Louis with several events already under their belt, and competition this year has been tough. One of the riders competing this weekend is Missouri's own professional bull rider, Brady Sims. Brady is from Holt, a town just north of Kansas City, and he's currently ranked number 27 internationally. Brady, thank you for coming in. Yeah, for sure. Thank you Welcome for having me here. Welcome to the show. So I, I read that you've been riding since you first hopped on a sheep at yep. the age of five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's where that's kind of where it all started at. You know, a buddy of mine... Uh, he just asked me if I wanted to go to a mutton busting. Had no idea what that was. I thought, yeah, sure, why not? And then ended up getting on a sheep and fell right off of him right out of the chute, hit on the back of my head, got up crying, and been with it ever since. <laughs> so from that experience, it doesn't sound like you would hop back on. What what brought you back? What did you enjoy about uh, it? I mean, the only thing different is, you know, I don't cry every time now. But uh, other than that, it's it's just been, it's been something that's always intrigued me. You know, I mean, I, I was – never really good at it i was i was really good at every other sport that i did so i think that's kind of what pulled me to it was the challenge of it you know because i was always really fast so i was always you know pretty good in in those kind of sports and i could catch a ball good throw a ball good you know and it with bull riding it was something i never knew and and nobody in my family's ever done so wasn't like i i had any uh i guess advice you know on how to do it i just Kind of just thought, well, man, this is pretty fun because I'm I'm not very good at it, but I want to be good at it. <laughs> and now you are. And now, Congratulations now are. on living that childhood dream. Thank you. <laughs> um, so remind me of the rules. So the basic goal is to stay in the bowl for eight seconds, right? Yes. yes. Are there other rules that you need to be aware of during those eight seconds? Yes. Or? Yep. Yep. No. There's it's it's pretty simple, really, because eight seconds is is all you get scored on. So if you're seven point nine nine, that doesn't work. You get a zero. If you're if you riding for ten seconds, it doesn't matter. You only get scored on eight seconds. Interesting. So the the there's a couple rules in there, and the main one is you have one hand in the bull rope at all at all times, and as long as you have contact with your bull rope or the tail of the bull rope, even if you're coming off the back of the bull, if you still have contact with it at eight seconds, then you get a score. The other rule is you have to have a free hand which stays up in the air. And it cannot at any time touch the bull or yourself during that eight seconds or you get a zero. So those are pretty much just the simple rules of it, you know, and that's that's how you get a score is staying on the bull or having at least contact with the rope for eight seconds. You cannot touch the bull or yourself during that eight seconds. And if you do if you don't do either one, then then you're good. But if you do one or the other, then you get a zero. And I, I wonder either does that eight seconds feel like an eternity or feels does it go about, very fast? Feels about like eight hours. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. It takes wow. forever. 
What What's running through your mind while you're doing that? Is it just technique or are you? Uh, are you it's more, about? you know, we've done it so much now that it's more just uh, reaction, you know, because by the time you're sitting there thinking about something, maybe you're probably already getting slammed on the ground because it's a it's a game of reaction because you've got very, very short amount of time to actually make the moves and your body already knows what it needs to do. So you just kind of got to stay out of its way and let it do its thing. And so you ride different bulls, I obviously, because otherwise you could pick a very easy bull right, and you just right. always ride that one. So how is it decided who rides what bull? It's actually computer generated. So if there's 35 guys that are going to be here like this weekend, they'll put 35 guys in a computer and 35 bulls in a computer, hit a button, and it just matches everybody up. So it is completely random draw. And then like this weekend, we'll have one long round uh, Saturday night. And then everybody will come back again. Everybody will ride Saturday night. And everybody will come back again Sunday afternoon for the second round. And everybody will ride again. Well, then they have the short round, which immediately follows the ending of the second round. And what that is is the top 15 guys on the weekend off two bull scores combined come back to the short round. And then in that one, you actually do get to pick your bull. Do you have a favorite bull to ride? Uh, yeah, I would say I would say I do have a favorite one. I mean, my favorite one to to watch, anyways, and I've never been on him. I I would have loved to have had the chance to get on him. Was uh, Bruiser is his name, and he was a three time bucking bull of the year in the PBR. I mean, he's three time world champion, but he's one of them bulls that he's going to tell you his game plan, and he because he does the same thing every single time. There's no tricks to him. He's going to do exactly what he's done the last 15 trips, and it's more or less like he's just saying, if you think you're good enough, you can ride me. If not, I'll show you that uh, the way out the arena. <laughs> I I wonder, what is a day in the life of these bulls like? I can't imagine that they're that fierce all the time. Oh, no, no. And, I mean, you know, honestly, like, they're they're treated better than most people's kids. That's that's no joke. And, like, Bruiser, for instance, he's, he's a character. You know, they all have personalities. And – he kind of he to me he'd kind of remind you of like maybe the class clown you know like he always he's always in a good mood wants you to pet him all the time and but whenever it's game time he really doesn't want to be messed with you know he's like you know hey I'm focused and he'll run he'll go right in the shoot he'll stand there just like a show steer and let you get everything absolutely perfect and then as soon as you nod and that gate opens he's a completely different animal mm-hmm. so. and do you practice on these bulls do you practice on a mechanical bull is that well, even anything yeah, like a real well, bull <laughs> the thing is like we've got a or i do i mean this guy makes machines that is a it's a bucking barrel is what it is and it's got a motor in there and it kind of just simulates the up and down motion of a bucking bull you know it doesn't it doesn't have the spin or nothing but it would be equivalent to a baseball player hitting a ball off a tee you know, they're just getting the muscle memory down. And then at the same time, you can get on practice bulls too, you know, and, and that helps just as much. But if a guy's sore from a weekend, you know, last thing you want to do is go home and get on more bulls. So that's kind of where that barrel comes into play is because it's going to be easy on you. And, you know, you're going to still be able to practice what you need to practice, get the muscle memory down, but you're not going to be sore or hurting. I'm talking with Brady Sims. Brady is from Holt, Missouri, and he's currently ranked number 27 internationally. He's a professional bull rider competing this weekend at Enterprise Center on February 22nd and 23rd. 
Um, so let's talk about the hazards of the job. You know, I I actually I asked for questions on Twitter uh, ahead of our interview, and I, Allison wrote back um, kind of jokingly, but how high are the chiro- chiropractor bills is what she's wondering. Yeah. Because, I mean, what an intense sport. And as I believe that you actually suffered a broken leg in 2017. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, was it hard to get back on a bull after that injury? Uh, I mean, yes and no. I mean, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta have the mentality going into it that, you know, it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. And that's just, that's just the truth of it. So whenever you do get hurt, it, you, you know, uh, as dumb as it sounds, you're not surprised. You know what I mean? It's not like something that you never expected to ever happen. So you kind of have to have that mentality anyways that, yeah, there's a huge possibility that you might get hurt, but that doesn't mean that you can just quit or be done or whatever. You know, if if that was the case, you shouldn't even started to begin with. So we kind of have a different mentality whenever it comes to injuries and that. And you'll see a lot of guys will ride through injuries that would sideline most other professional athletes. I mean, you know, you'll have guys with broken hands that they ride with, uh, you know, separated shoulders, uh, torn ligaments in their knees, you know. But we keep getting on and keep riding because if we don't perform and ride, we don't get paid. So – and that's the other aspect of it being different from any other professional sport. We don't get paid if we're sitting on the sidelines. So we're, we're, we got a little bit different mentality and a little bit different grit, I guess you'd say, as, as a lot of other people. Do you wear a helmet? Do you wear protective gear? I, I do, yeah. I've got uh, a face for TV, so I've got to keep it protected. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, no, uh, I, I do wear a helmet. My mom made it simple for me whenever I was a kid that if I didn't wear a helmet, I didn't ride. So... And it's all up to the bull rider, you know, and some guys absolutely hate helmets. Some guys say that it messes up their vision, you know, and they can't see the bull as clear. And some guys don't feel comfortable at all without a helmet. So it's just all all depends on the bull rider themselves. So there's been an interesting development in the world of bull riding in the past couple decades. So I, as I understand it, bulls have been bred so selectively that they're harder to ride than they used to be. You know, for instance, in 1995, cowboys finished their rides 46% of the time. And in 2012, they managed just 26%. Mm-hmm. Um, as I think someone mentioned online, you know, we're still breeding cowboys the old-fashioned way, but these bulls are being selectively yes. bred so well. I mean, do you think we could hit a point where one day where it's almost impossible to stay on for eight uh, seconds? You know, I'm going to say, I mean, honestly, maybe, because the, the, the way that the bulls have just came in the past 10 years is mind-blowing. I mean, even you can even ask guys that 10 years ago were in their prime and, and now are retired. And they're looking at these bulls, and they're like, I don't know how, you know, you hang on to that. And that's just 10 years. You know, this sport's only been around – or not sport, but PBR's only been around for 26 years. So, I mean, if you think how long – how far they've come in just 26 years – you know, think about another 15 years how far they might come. And that's that's the thing is is these bulls are it's, – it's a science now. You know, there's no more guessing. It's just kind of like, you know, racing horses bred to run. Hunting dogs are bred to hunt. Well, these bulls are specifically bred to go out and buck, and they absolutely love it. I mean, there's, there's times where, you know, you might fall off right out of the chute, but they're not done yet. They still want to go out there and, <laughs> and buck and do their deal because they're like, well, heck, that wasn't very long, you know. Yeah. And then you got other ones, too. There's a couple that uh, whenever they buck you off, they make a victory lap every time. They'll run all the way around the arena, and then they'll go right out. Just, I mean, that's just their routine, you know. So they, they love it too. And, and those ones that take the victory lap and that, I mean, you know that crowd's got to get to them too, and they, they enjoy it. And so they're kind of 
going out there showing off a little bit, and then they get to go back and get something to eat. So professional bull riders, uh, the organization has a partnership with the U.S. Border Patrol. Um, This year, Customs and Border Protection gave PBR $2 million in sponsorship money to um, they say to bolster recruiting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some PBR athletes are sponsored by Border Patrol. This past July, riders with PBR accompanied the Border Patrol along the border. Um, we received several tweets um, about this. Elizabeth writes, why did professional bull riders accept uh, millions of dollars from Border Patrol while children died in their custody? Also on Twitter, Helen says, um, please ask Brady Sims how he feels about riding an event sponsored by the Border Patrol and the fact that Border, border Patrol agents routinely destroy humanitarian aid left in the desert to aid migrants. So I, I, I know you likely can't speak to the sponsorship decisions made by PBR, but as an athlete, do you have concerns or hesitation being involved in an organization that kind of embraces such an intense political affiliation? No, I mean, you know, my my, my opinion, I just, I stay out of politics. You know, I, I don't, I don't mess with it. I don't do any of that. I just come to ride bulls and Hey, I'm just happy to have people support us. That's about all I can say. Have you felt the recruitment efforts of the Border Patrol? And do you know kind of fellow athletes who have been recruited? Uh, no, I, I mean, not not personally. You know, I, I really I haven't kept up with that side or heard of anybody myself, no. So the competition begins uh, this Saturday evening at Enterprise Center. Will you be doing anything in particular in the next couple of days to prepare? Are you just kind of taking it easy before the big event? Yeah, no, I uh, I just I just like to take it easy, chill, hang out. You know, we still got a handful of interviews and stuff to do tomorrow. So, I mean, it's gonna be it'll be here before we know it, but it won't be it. it you know, we've done it so much. It's kind of like with you. I mean, it's just another day at the office. Mm-hmm. So, and I believe were you just in Australia with professional bull riders? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Okay. I was over there about uh, all all November actually. I came back like the first part of December, and yeah, we we hit uh, three events over there and got to hang out with some friends I haven't seen in a long time, and just had a blast. After St. Louis, where are you headed? Uh, Kansas City's next weekend, okay. so hometown event, not nice. just home state. Very nice. Yep. Well, Brady Sims, thank you so much for coming in yep, today to yep. talk with me. Thank you for having me. Brady Sims is a professional bull rider. He's currently ranked number 27 in the world, and he'll be competing this weekend at the Professional Bull Riders Elite Unleash the Beast competition at Enterprise Center. Tomorrow on St. Louis on the Air, we'll hear Sarah Fenske's conversation with former public radio host Diane Rehm. This conversation was recorded before a live audience yesterday at Southern Illinois University Edwardsville. Also, history professor Eric Robinson will give us a preview of the Underground Railroad tours he'll start hosting later this month in Alton. Podcast episodes of St. Louis on the Air are available at stlpublicradio.org, or you can you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, the Google Podcast app, or wherever you get your podcasts. In addition to listening to St. Louis on the Air on the radio or throughout our pod or through our podcast, you can also connect with our production team on Facebook. Search for St. Louis on the Air and request to join our Facebook group. We love to hear from you and, you know, take your ideas for the show both in real time and leading up to and after our segments. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at STL on Air. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Emily Woodbury.